Hey, thanks for listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We appreciate the support as always. In case you missed it, we have a newsletter coming out this August. And it's written by our resident funny man, so you know it's going to be fun and engaging. Justin, tell us more about it. Thanks, Nee. In this letter, I tell you everything you need to know about last week's episode in the rundown section, included with links from Tuesday and Friday's episode, another section of what to come, and my favorite part is the media fun stuff. In that, I tell you which movies you could watch on various streaming platforms if you liked what we had to talk about. Listen, fans, because no sport is left behind, it's important to know what's been happening with the Pro Sports Podcasters. By signing up for the weekly newsletter, we will have you front row center for every interview and analytic discussion. So do yourself a favor and sign up. The link is in the show notes. Be part of the conversation and enjoy some of the fun. Once again, we thank you for listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. Welcome all sports fans. On this podcast, no sport is left behind. I'm Justin Williams. I'm Cabrera Ron, and this is our brother from Down Under, me Wallace Bruce. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, filling you in on the latest news from the world of sports. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm your host, Nee Wallace-Bruce, and I am joined by Cobera Durant, otherwise known as Kobe. Kobe, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good today, buddy. Fantastic. And today we have a new, a new sport to discuss. We have a special guest joining us from Tokyo. She is about to compete in the kayaking competition over there, the sprint more specifically. It is Andriane Langlois. Also known Hello. as Dede. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks. Fantastic. You just arrived in Tokyo. How are things? How's the situation over there? It's pretty good. It's really hot here, but really nice. It's summer, so I'm enjoying it. Uh, we, we've been paddling in the minus temperature in the winter, so feeling a little heat doesn't hurt, that's for sure. That's exactly right. You got to love the heat. Got to enjoy it while you can. Exactly. Yeah, you're lucky enough to be competing in the water. So you're doing kayak sprint, correct? Exactly. And which actual events will you be actually be competing in? I will be doing the K1 200 meter and the K4 500 meter. Okay. And I've looked through some of your history. You have competed with your sister before, correct? I did. Oh, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Is she in Tokyo with you or no? No, she's not. Uh, she retired a couple of years ago. So we have been a whole family of paddlers. Uh, we are three kids and we're all paddling. And I'm the last one standing right now. Uh, they're all retired, but yeah. Okay, okay. And I, I know Nee's got a couple of questions you regarding the actual equipment. So go ahead, Nee. Yeah, I'm intrigued because kayaking and canoeing, they, they almost go hand in hand. I know there's some similarities in terms of the way that the, the boats move forward as opposed to rowing where, where you go backwards. But what are some of the differences for our listeners? I'm, it's my understanding there might be a difference in terms of the paddle. Is that correct? In uh, in paddling, we have canoe and kayak. So canoe would be similar than uh, the one that just paddle on one side. Uh, normally, they're on one knee and there is kayak. And uh, for us, it's we're sitting on our seat and we paddle both sides so that would be the closest to rowing i would say but other than that it's 
It's pretty similar to the type of muscle we're using. It's just a different type of tactic, I would say. We're moving forward. So I guess we don't know what's going on in the back of our boat. Like we can hear them, but we cannot see them. Now, just in terms of the, the boat, my understanding is that you pour three cups of water on your seat before you train and you race. Is that correct? Yeah, that's uh, my tradition. <laughs> <laughs> How did that start? Uh, that's a really good question. Well, obviously, um, it's better being on a wet seat, but that's my personal opinion because it's, it helped for gliding on my seat a lot more. Why three? I don't know. I guess in my lucky number, uh, but I don't know. I, I think it was just a, something I did and I just stick to it. And I think it's it brings me comfort, you know, like there's something that water is everywhere and I have my seat all the time. So like, I think it's a good tradition because I can do it every time like it's not something like i can last so yeah i think i i like the, i like doing that uh, i don't know why three i just i think it is just a, a good number for me i guess fair enough kobe yeah i was wondering what your expectations are for this particular olympics do you have a medal in mind or are you just looking to improve on your previous performance what are you after Ah, for sure. Like uh, when we line up on the line, like uh, even if it's training, uh, I always want to win. Uh, that's for sure. So obviously, I would love to get a, a medal. I think we have we have a pretty good crew, and I think we're training really hard, and we were a really resilient st- team. So I think we have good chances. But I really don't want to put a number like to put pressure on their shoulder because we don't really have control of what people's doing around us but obviously i want to be better like we train so hard and we got better on the gym we got better on the water i was going to ask you how often have you had a chance to actually practice as a team given the covid situation uh yeah uh we did practice a couple times uh, there was a lot of i would say a decision on our team uh we decided to meet each other a couple times for a training camp Obviously, that that was hard for us because we went away from our family for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but we paddle in the whole summer in Nova Scotia, and after we went in the fall in BC for three months, and we had only two weeks home, and we trained in the whole spring in BC too, uh, all together. And uh, since since BC, we haven't really leave each other. <laughs> Uh, that's going to work in your favor for sure. Now, a quick question. I wonder if this applies to kayaking or not, but uh, my father's from the Netherlands, so I watch a lot of rowing. Yeah. Rowing is kind <laughs> they're of, is, yeah, they're very, they're very good. <laughs> but I've, I've noticed this year specifically that a number of the teams that have done well are using a slightly modified paddle in rowing. They have this sort of deeper sort of top to bottom type paddle as opposed to left to right on the horizontal plane type paddle and they've been performing very well has there been any major like sort of advances as far as the kayak equipment goes uh yeah within since 2016 you'll see we have some pretty funky boat okay the boat in front is a is like a really curvy normally it used to be really pointy at the end and now it's really like it, there's a curve in the front of the boat yeah, they have been doing some testing and they were seeing that like improve the speed. So yeah, we'll we'll see about that. But yeah, it's been a pretty 
pretty interesting design, that's for sure. We've been using it for two years now. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how fast it goes in the race. Yeah, because I've noticed the Olympic records have been just dropping as far as in the rowing side of things. So if that's the case, I would expect to see a number of Olympic records probably get challenged in kayak as well. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we'll be one of them breaking them. Damn right. That's what we want to <laughs> see. And just staying in that vein, why don't you tell our listeners about when you won the Pan American Championship in Lima in 2019? Take us through that experience. Oh, man. It was pretty good. I don't know if you know, but I came back from a pretty rough year before I was uh, I was diagnosed with a burnout. So uh, that was obviously a big achievement for me to line up in the in many races and be able to prove what I I still have and like can be a top champion uh, in in Pan Ams and obviously uh, worldwide. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Now you mentioned burnout. I guess in these times, we want to try and do as much as we can with some things being closed and limited availabilities. But when do we need to understand that we're... What are some tips you can pass on to our listeners? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I I was with a psychologue and when he diagnosed me with uh, burnout, he was telling me that it's a pretty easy math you can do. Uh, if you put yourself on a scale of 10 and if you put the level of stress you feel and uh, like let's say if you put it on yourself on a 7 out of 10 and you uh, try to say the level of enjoyment, uh, if it's lower than 5, that's a significant like uh, show that you can be close to burnout because the level of enjoyment needs to be higher or equal to the stress. If it's not, well, you could be going down the hill pretty quickly. So yeah, I think just really listening to yourself and be honest with yourself. It's not a pride game. I know it's hard. Um, I'm a high performance athlete, so I know it's sometimes it's not well see to be. I don't know like saying that you're burnout, but there's nothing to be ashamed of. And it's something that actually, I feel like people that say that they're struggling, I think it's a really show the strength of a person. So, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you're, you're in Tokyo at the moment and only in the last 24 hours, the world's best gymnast uh, took herself out of the team event for the USA because she understood that she wasn't right. And that was a very brave thing to do. So I feel like mental health is becoming more and more um, of a discussion point nowadays, which is good. Yeah, I agree. yeah, I agree totally. I think, yeah, yeah, that was something that wasn't really talked about much before. It was sort of hidden behind everything else and not discussed. Whereas now it's becoming a a recognized issue that needs to be dealt with and not ignored. So that's something that you can. Lee say we've advanced in across the board, not just in sports, but in practically everything. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a specific question related to the uh, K4500. You are running that, right? Exactly. You're good. <laughs> so you finished with the Canadian team eighth in 2016? Yeah, exactly. Is it the exact same crew this time around or is there new people on the team? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we were so different. I'm the only one who stay in the sport. Really? Um, yeah. Yes. 
So I'm with the three rookies, but don't worry. They they doesn't <laughs> act. They don't act like rookie. Don't worry about it. They are pretty awesome and fast. So technically, you'd be the captain of the team, correct? Yes, actually, I'm in front, so I would say I could be the captain of the team. Just, but they are we're all doing an awesome job, I think, and uh, we have so much experience on the boat. Uh, we have some world champion in my boat. Have uh, we have two world champions, so I think uh, we're we're in good place. Now, in both the K1 and the K4, how many heats? will you run to sort of find out your your final position we have a eat a quarterfinal uh, a semifinal no we have a eat semifinal quarterfinal and a final so it will be four races most for k4 and k1 yeah. um yeah so it will be max four and i would set my goal to minimum four too <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and how many boats run in the final? Say in the in, in the A final. Only eight. Only eight. Only okay. eight. Yeah. Okay. And is it the same for the B or no? Uh, yes. Uh, there will be a B for K one. No B for K four. Okay. Okay. All right. And uh, do you know when your first heat is? Uh, it's. It's a good question. It's on the uh, August second. Okay. Uh, the time I don't really know. I I don't like looking at a program. I let that uh, to my coach. Yeah. But yeah, it's on August second. That's for sure in the morning for us. Okay. Okay. Because then I'll stay up and watch it for sure. I can't wait to yeah. see it. Actually, <laughs> go ahead. Awesome. Now, Andrean, I heard that you're a fan of chocolate, so I have to ask: Have you tried Japanese chocolate yet? I did actually. <laughs> I, in the airport, there was like so many different kind. I couldn't own myself. <laughs> I, I tried a little bit, but obviously before racing, I'm trying to cut down the sweet a little bit. So it will be well-deserved at the end of the competition. But obviously, it's really hard for me to hold on. There's so many, uh, like, I don't know, even the cake, they're like so different. So I want yeah. to try them all, but I'm trying to, to, to don't, don't, go, don't go there yet. <laughs> That's okay. It's something to look forward to at the f finish line, I'm sure. And Exactly. <laughs> if you haven't tried it already, I, I recommend the, the Meiji brand. The, it's M-E-I-J-I. -I. I like their milk chocolate. And there's also a, a brand you might see in convenience stores called Ghana. It's made by Lotte, L-O-T-T-E. So definitely look out for okay. those. Okay, I'll I'll take a look. That's for sure. Uh, you look like a, you know your chocolate too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, so I've been there a couple of times, and yeah, they do chocolate well. And there's also different types of Kit Kat. So definitely, if you get a chance, make sure you get the the different flavors of Kit Kat to to try or to take back to your family. Yeah, I will try. That's for sure. I didn't see any Kit Kat. We were looking for it yesterday, but I think it's a, it's a good thing that I didn't see Kit Kat yet. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you guys can go outside of the village much, but if you can get the Shinjuku, I think you can find it there. That's like the shopping district. There's a few department stores there. It's not too far from the the national stadium, but again, I don't know what your restrictions are. Actually, what what are the restrictions like for athletes at the moment? Well, we only allowed to stay in the village or go to a venue, so it's pretty pretty strict. Uh, we're not allowed to go out, so. 
yeah, but it's a pretty big village, so it's not bad. And there's like a convenience store. It's pretty small, but still like they got stuff to eat there and snacks. And obviously we have the cash. So yeah, it's pretty nice. But yeah, unfortunately, I'm a huge fan of Japan and I wish I was able to go around. But maybe it's better for me not because I would be like running around and want to try everything and go everywhere. So I think mm-hmm. it, it's good to be a little more restricted so I can really focus on races. Understood. Understood. Hey, Justin here. Thank you for listening to our podcast thus far. If you'd like to read about more exclusive content, you can follow us on Twitter at ppodcasters. Also on Twitter, you can connect with us via the messaging app, and we will have a conversation if we see fit. Yeah, so you indicated you're the lead paddler in the K4 event? Yes. You still in control of a rudder? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got that stress on me, that's for sure. <laughs> and does that really come into effect much in a race? Because don't, we don't see if you're actually using it or not. It looks like you're just going straight the whole time, but does it come into effect or no? Uh, that really depends. If it's windy, obviously the side wind it's, can throw the boat off a little bit. Okay. So I have to make sure like it's it's going straight because we really have to stay in the middle of the lane. If we go on the side, we can get disqualified. And also, if you hit someone else, wash. Like it can happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, that can really throw the boat off, and you can almost get out of the lane. So yeah, that's. That's something I really, you have to keep in mind. And getting in the block too, that's something that's, it's a little um, more stressful for the person in front, make sure like we're well lined up so uh, we don't go on the side right from the beginning. Yeah, you get off to a good start. Exactly. (laughs) And who would you say is the top competition in the field? Oh, it's hard to say because we haven't really compete. And uh, a lot of both with COVID, change surprisingly so um but i would say new zealand is always a a good a good crew yeah i think new zealand maybe darmark uh germany obviously yeah we have some some good good competition but we did show in the past that we were right there so yeah i'm pretty excited so Nee is from australia i don't know if he told you or not but do do they have a uh a decent team or no (laughs) <laughs> yes they do they do have pretty good uh, Australian paddlers <laughs> I know Alice Brunette is pretty good but she's not in the K4 yeah the boys are pretty awesome they do a couple medals so I think they could have a good crew but but you know I, I will be cheering for Canada that's for sure no matter what so, no, no of, of course <laughs> but, but don't worry they are good but uh, yeah yeah they're really good you guys uh, have a good team. <laughs> good, good, good. No, I, I'd like to see Australia do well, as always, but we also want to see you do well. So we'll be watching oh, you. Oh, thanks. Looking forward to seeing you do well in the coming races. Thanks so much. No worries. So just switching gears for a moment, can you tell our listeners about Radiant Girls? Oh, yeah, Radiant Girls. It's like a foundation that helped like younger women to like uh, in the sport to inspire them. I think it's a really great thing. I think uh, women's in in the sport, especially in the youngest age, uh, I don't think it's not the favorite uh, thing. I don't think we put that too much ahead. Like it's not 
wealthies have big muscle and stuff like that. But I think it's pretty inspiring that slowly but surely we're switching the gear and uh, the strong is beautiful. I think I love it. And uh, we are uh, showing that women can be really inspiring too. Uh, just even in the Olympics right now, uh, the only medals in Canada are women. So it's pretty mm -hmm. awesome. I I love seeing that. I love that we're showing up and we're just like, proud uh yeah i think it's a really great great foundation and i think it's a thing we should put women's forward i think yeah it's time it's it's time <laughs> yeah for sure and i guess you're a little bit lucky in the sense that you had family members that were already involved in in kayak but what is some words of advice or some tips you would pass on to to younger people that want to get into kayak especially in north america and canada Oh, uh, well, it's what's beautiful in, in Canada. There's so many lakes. So you just need a paddle and a kayak and you can jump in everywhere pretty much. For me, it's like being part of a community. Uh, yeah, it's like a big family. I, I really love being part of that community. You just need a boat pretty much and a paddle. And you can paddle with your friends. You can paddle with... Older people that can inspire you, but younger too. Uh, yeah, I just I just love it so much. I think if you want to be in something that's bigger than you, I think paddling is a beautiful sport and it's pretty available in Canada. Uh, there's so many lakes and um, yeah, it's being outside in the sun with the nature. It's beautiful. You should you should try it all. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe I will give it a crack this summer. I might do that. I've actually kayaked before. I actually love it. And the other three members in your K4 boat, are they from Quebec as well or from all over Canada? No, we got uh, one from Nova Scotia, Michelle Russell. And we got Madeline Smith and Alana Brilani that they are from Ottawa. Okay. Okay. So you have one that's pretty far out, but otherwise you're relatively close to each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. Me? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it's good to hear that there's a good mix of team members from around the country. And yeah, I, I guess <laughs> the dog's cheering you on in the background. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. The, the dog's saying, go Canada. There we go. That's what yeah, I that's, see. That's my little mascot, Noble. He, he hears you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you have a dog yourself, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, don't don't get me started. I'll talk for an hour about her. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? It's a golden retriever. She just turned two. She's beautiful. Her name is Lily. So Day Day and Lily. Yeah. Day -day and Lily. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, I had a question. It was in relation to your... It's actually in relation to your motto. Yeah. I believe it's last one, fast one. Firstly, is that correct? Am I saying it right? Yeah, last one, fast one. Yeah. <laughs> Can you explain that to our listeners what that means? Oh, I just I always say that. Uh, I think it started when I was with the junior team. Um, I don't know. I was just like last one, fast one, always. Just uh, I think it gave you a, a little uh, extra speed on the last one. Just making sure like you don't only win the beginning of a practice, but you also win the last one. Uh, I remember uh. when I was. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, when I was when I was young, I remember I would say last one, fast one, and I was like, this one is for the Olympics. So every, the one who wins the last one will be going to Olympics as a joke, but 
it kind of always stay in my mind. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. I enjoy it. I, I still see it, and I'm 28. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. Last one, fast one. I'm gonna remember that, Kobe. Yeah, I got a question regarding the rules and whether or not it's advantageous. Is there any sort of weight restriction or size restriction to competitors in a kayak? Not for us, only for our equipment. So, yeah, no. That's, I think that's the beauty of our sport. You'll see on the line, there's many different uh, f- uh, person, like physically. Yeah. Uh, some people are bigger, some people are taller, but small people like me can race like instead of like rowing i think i love that sport but i don't think i would ever make it to anything i'm too small but in paddling is like that's the beauty of a sport we can you can be small and tiny but still go really fast because it's you just have to lift your weights but no no weights restriction only for our equipment that's yeah yeah so best case scenario is a small individual but physically strong yeah i think tall too can work it's just as long as you can lift your weights it's like a weights ratio so you need to be able to lift your weights and be really explosive so as long as you can do that i think physically you can be six foot or five foot like me and still be able to go fast yeah that that, that's awesome i actually love competitions like that and events like that that really don't cater to one particular body type and when it comes to the olympics to be honest with you i enjoy the events that are traditionally olympic events things that you don't see that often on television throughout your regular year so things like kayak we had a hammer thrower on love that because when else do you see hammer throw other than the olympics so it's kind of interesting to see one the the competition behind it but two the advancements that are made olympics to olympics i'm really hyped to see these new boats now because yeah when you said it's not a pointy boat that kind of threw me yeah yeah no i'm pretty me too like yeah you're i agree it's funny because when you were talking about the size and everything i was just uh when we were paddling uh uh when we walk actually in the village we're like laughing and we're like oh like I wonder what people think about our team because I, we have a really tall girl in the K4 and two pretty average people and there's me. So like, it's like, <laughs> it's so weird to see and people are probably like, oh, she's a gymnast. Oh, wait, no, she must be a, a, a really tall runner. And then like, yeah. So I love it when we walk in the village because we always try to guess who is which board and I'm like, no one can guess our sport. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If the four of you are together, you'd think you're all in different sports, right? Not in the, yes. Not in the same boat working together as a team, which is just awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. So yeah, one yeah. one last question before you go. You mentioned that your your entire family is paddlers. Yes. Have any of your relatives competed in the Olympics as well? No, but actually my sister came fifth in world when she was a junior. And that's okay. like my proudest. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so proud of her. Like it, it's pretty amazing. I still make her remember that she came fifth in world and like, yeah. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, I, she she was a really good paddler. My brother, uh, you know, he was a really a professional technical guy. Like he, and you know it. Like I every time I I I'm concerned about my technique, I send him videos. But he 
I don't know. I don't think he liked to work hard. He was mostly the clown on the water, which okay. we always need a clown. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't really like to push the limit. And last question. Do you ever kayak whitewater for fun or no? No, but actually I was looking at it uh, this year, just maybe going to try when I, I'm going to retire. I think I'm just too too scared a little to injure myself right now or just even like I think I'm just too scared in general just to get injured but like after when I'm gonna retire like why not like I do have some pretty good skill in paddling obviously it's different but I don't know it would be nice to just get the heartbeat uh, go fast in a different ways (laughs) but yeah all right cool cool awesome so there we have it Andrean Langlois you can find on Instagram at Andrean Langlois and you can find it on the water in Tokyo in early August. We look forward to seeing you perform, and we look forward to seeing you do well. She will be last one, fast one. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> it was a pleasure talking with you, Dede. It was so nice. You guys are so nice. I would, like, chat all day. I have to paddle, unfortunately. But, yeah, it, it was really nice. Thanks uh, for that opportunity. And I really hope you bring a medal back to Canada. I really hope. I'm going to yeah. be rooting for you. Likewise. Um thanks so much. I'll try to Ooh, not uh, kick the Australian ass too bad. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll let him pass. This time, I'll let him pass. <laughs> okay, okay. Sounds good. Bon chance, as I say. Is that how you say it? Merci. Bon chance. Bon chance. Bon chance. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Look at you. Almost French. Not quite. Um, My Japanese is better. Gambate kudasai in Japanese. Too bad, too bad you're not here. Uh, I need there some help sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a good day, guys, and thank you so much for that opportunity. That, that was great. Great talking to you. You have a great time in Tokyo. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.